This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Hey, Hammond. How are you feeling? Oh, I have such a such a headache this yeah. week. Hammond has a different sickness this week. I know. I blame the kids. I'm as I will healthy. do for everything ever. <laughs> uh, so this week sucked. This week did suck. This, I mean, I feel like we say that every week. That's because every week does suck. Yeah, so yes, so this is uh, recording on Friday uh, the 17th. It's noon. It's among our earlier recording sessions, but I'm heading into the city after this. So so yesterday we found out about the allegations about Al Franken, and that fucking sucks. Um, It does. Because he's so good on the issues, and he, he's so good on women's issues. And it just, I mean... So what do you do with him? If you... Because I've been going back and forth on this. I'll see, like, one person say it was a harmless... I mean, not harmless. It was a stupid thing he did, but it happened way back before he even thought he was going to be a senator. I mean, it was, like, 10 years ago. We're yeah. not talking the 70s. Right. Um, so it happened 10 years ago. Should have known better. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. But since then, he's, as far as we know, been really, really good on everything. So do you hold it against him? And, or do you just say, look, that was stupid. You should feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And he apologized. If you want to accept that apology, his accuser did. And then say, okay, let's just move forward from here. Or do you say, get rid of him. He should resign because, I mean, it's not going to hurt the Democrats because the Democratic governor of Minnesota will just appoint someone else and that opens the door for someone even more awesome. Yeah. So politically speaking, it's not going to make a difference. Right. No. And I think this is just a hard thing for, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is I I think uh, Senator Franken has probably some of the bigger name recognition among the Democratic party just because of his, his comedy background. Um, and he is outspoken, and he has been really good on a lot of the issues. And so, and I think the reason that this hit me really close to home is I was like, this could be one of our stars. Like, the, right. like I remember, I think it was Bet- Betsy DeVos. He was... Um, oh, yeah, he was he going was just hard like, on her. Yeah, and so he felt like one of, you know, one of the good ones, TM. Mm-hmm. Um, so this sucks, but it's also really not that surprising. Like... As somebody who was for a while at the very fringes of the Chicago comedy scene, it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, yeah, Um, and anyone who's a comedian, I'm sure they have a million stories like this. I guess one thing that I still haven't figured out the answer to in my head is, like, how much of someone's past, when should it come back to, like, haunt them in a good way? Like, not in a good way. Like, when should it come back to hurt them? Like, Roy Moore's thing happened, whatever, decades ago. But that seems serious enough that it should bear some sort of... But also, here's the other thing is... And I and I haven't decided what I think about this, so I'm probably just going to be disagreeing with everything because I'm really conflicted and angry about this. Um, the difference between Rory Moore, two two main differences between Rory Moore and and uh, Franken. One is that um, pedophilia, I think, is kind of a red flag deal. Well, I don't know because Franken, I guess, is like sexually assaulted her. I'm sorry, I'm working this out out loud. Mm-hmm. But but okay, regardless, like given every given an even playing field, Franken immediately admitted it. Apo- weak apology, then came out with a pretty good mm-hmm. apology. <clears throat> um, and 
basically opened himself up to like if there needs to be an ethics committee thing um like i'll submit myself to right. it it's fine so i think in that regard like i would rather somebody i'd rather somebody who says hey i fucked up because and i was thinking about this on on the drive over of i have you know time hop do you ever use that mm. it's like you um it's an app that pulls your from one year ago today or oh, okay. five years ago today. Yeah. And I'll see like shit I posted in college, which was 10 years ago for me. Like, ooh, that wasn't great. And I've learned and I've grown. Would I want somebody to like see that? Probably not. But but is there is there something to be said about I understand what I did was wrong and I've grown, and he's good with women's issues now, despite... Does any of that make up for whatever he did? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, like you, like, I, I'm i sure if you go back long enough, I mean, there, every time on the blog, I'm like, oh, why did I say that stupid thing yeah. yesterday, <laughs> much less 10 years ago? But yeah. if you go back, I mean, all my archives are there. Uh-huh. You can go back five, six, seven years, and it's like, oh, God, why did I post that? Like, I'm so cringy, yeah. uh, embarrassed by whatever I posted, and I'm not that person now. Right. But here's the difference is like if it's so I'm rewatching uh, Will and Grace right now. Yeah. And they say some things that are like pretty fucking transphobic. Yeah. Um, and now I think of that show. Well, I guess that show. Are you talking about the old episodes? The old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm back in the 90s, yeah. 2000s. And they say some like really transphobic shit. And but like, does that take away the fact that that show did like portray gay people in a positive way, despite the fact that they're kind of stepping on trans people to do so, which is fucked up now that I'm saying... I don't... Heaven, I don't My know. First I thought, hate this. Yeah, I know. My first thought was like, why... If he's resigning over that, I feel like there's... If Franken had to resign over what he did, I feel like there's bound to be way worse things that are going to come out of the closet for other politicians. And and fine. Yeah. The argument there is like, good, get rid of all of them. Yes. And My fine. philosophy is generally burn it to the ground. Yeah. Let's try again. Yeah. At the same time, again, this is the other side that I'm like, oh, but that's a good point, too. It's like, well, his accuser accepted his apology. Right. And he seems genuinely remorseful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he would do anything like that now. But again, if more stories come out, we'll all revise this. Yeah. But like, it's one story. It was stupid. It happened a while ago. And and again, he doesn't seem like he's doing that now. And he's really, really good <sighs> as a champion for women's issues. So does any of that here's, make up for it? I don't know. Because here's my other thought. Should he be a sacrificial lamb? Should, yeah. as Democrats, should we be like... No, look at we found it in our party and we rooted it the fuck out because it's unacceptable. You know what's going to happen at the end of all this? Franken's going to resign and Roy Moore will be in the Senate. But if Franken resigns, don't you think there's more or if he goes through this ethics committee and they find him, I don't know what, what what's yeah. the result of it? Can they demand his resignation? I don't even know cuz it doesn't happen. But would that not set a good <laughs> precedent for like saying Roy Moore does get elected? Sure, if they actually lived up to Christians. it, but again, they're I don't trust that the Republicans are going to say, "Well, Al Franken left, therefore everyone who's like him or worse." No, but it definitely gives um, you know, liberals and Democrats a higher ground to be like, "Well, look at Well, we have a higher ground a long time ago and know, it didn't do jack shit." I know. But we have to. How come it's only one party that has to do all the things the right way in theory? Because there needs to be one grown up in the room. There needs to be (laughs) one person who's thinking about literally anything besides like their own dick. Yeah. Okay. Um, So let me ask you like, I feel like, okay, if he resigns, that would suck because it would be disappointing. But again, it would be a Democratic governor appointing someone who's probably 
awesome on this right. stuff too, and probably young, mm-hmm. and could be around for a long time. That's all good. If it were a Republican governor, this is a whole bunch of speculative games, right. which is probably dangerous. But it's like, at what point would I be like, no, he should definitely not resign? Because if if his seat were to flip, then it's like, well, that would do more damage right. to these issues and these causes in the long term. And then then I don't know if I'd be saying the same thing. So I don't know. I'm still working through it. I have it. no idea. And I, I, this is like a icky place to be. Like I'm, I really like deciding yes or no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I am so struggling in this sort of moral gray area of, okay, what's the greatest good for the most people? I would say is could you could argue it's him staying in because he's doing and good keep fighting for and, these issues. Right. Or is the greatest good getting him to be booted out to be an example for men of like, hey, if you have shit in your past that you think is buried, it's not. Okay, here's another question I had, and that's a fair point. It's what other type of shit is disqualifying what he did bad? Yeah. Um, What about, I don't know, drug use of some sort? Does that mean an automatic disqualification? Or like what sort of people should never even think about a career in politics because they did something in the past? I, oh my God. Yeah, no, this is complicated. But I would think, um, do I care that like Barack Obama smoked pot in college? Like Different issue, I guess. A different issue because A, it's pot and B, it's not actively harming anyone. Right. Like there's no other party involved. Like if somebody say got a DUI, I think that's a bigger issue than somebody did coke once or something. Does that make sense? Did George W. Bush have a DUI at some point when he was younger? Did he? That wouldn't surprise me. I think he did. Um, I could be wrong. Sorry. But I think he did. But again, like that to me, if he did it in the past and then he abstained from alcohol for like the rest of his life after that, it's like, all right, well, then he made a mistake and then he seemed to make up for it. Like my issues with him have nothing to do with that. I think mistake is such a forgiving term almost. I made a mistake by forgetting to let my dog out like that. It slipped my mind when you you know, grab somebody's ass or stick your tongue down their throat. That's not like a slip of the tongue (laughs) for the expression. Like, but a DUI is, could have killed someone too. Right. And so it's like, what are we? So is a DUI a mistake or is it somebody who made a decision, a bad decision? You got lucky that it was just you. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And so that's goes back to the question of what have you done since in, if I'm right about George W. Bush, that he did that. Then, he started two wars. Well, th- yeah, <laughs> he has other issues too. But at least in terms of the alcohol, did he stop he, drinking? He stopped drinking. Oh, I didn't know. And that. it's like, all right, well, you fix that issue. I mean, you seem repentant and like you made up for it. Mm-hmm. In Franken's case, like as far as I know, he's never done anything like that since yeah. showing this interest in politics or whatever. And that's been more than a decade. Sure. And whatever, like he's been really good on those issues. So does that make up for it? And like, I mean, didn't uh, yes. Ted Kennedy like drunkenly kill someone at some point? God, I'm bad at this game um, of rec- recalling stuff that happened in the past. But like, and that pretty much trashed his presidential hopes. But he was still like, what was the quotation from? He's the line of the Senate for like decades afterwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause man, I don't know. It's, and I'm s- obvious, like I'm obviously more eager to find a way to forgive Al Franklin. And I want to be really transparent. Like 
I really want this to be okay. I understand that it isn't, but like in my heart of hearts, like hearing this news, fu- like I got a text from my friend Anne yesterday morning, just like fucking Frank. And I was like, what now? What's happening now? Um, but like, yeah, I am more eager to find a way to make this okay for him to continue doing his work because I believe he is doing net positive for women in the Senate. Right. Yeah. But does that make me a big fat fucking hypocrite? Because because, you know, I want like Ray Moore to like lock himself in his house and never come out. Right. But I also think that he's deeply bad for women in a political sense and is like unqualified for the seat. And regardless. the crimes he's been alleged of doing, accused of doing. I mean, we're talking multiple instances yes. and it's pedophilia yes. and it's like a million times worse. Yeah, it's definitely... They're, I'm not trying to rank them. I know. That's the thing is when you get into that idea of like, well, is it worse to like stick your tongue down a woman's throat who like doesn't want it versus like taking advantage of a 14 year old? Like you hate, like I can't Calling rank those. Calling someone out of trig class in high school. Gross. Like just gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it was trig class. No one likes me. <laughs> Are you feeling defensive? Of tr- is that bit. what you're getting out of this? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. This never just English. Been <laughs> <laughs> English was awesome. Um, I don't know. It's just been it, it's it's both empowering and disheartening. I guess it's empowering that women are we're, we've clearly like entered a new chapter that women are being believed when they tell their stories instead of being slut shamed or victim blamed or just straight up dismissed unless unless you accuse Donald Trump. In which case, <laughs> also, did you see Donald Trump's um, responses to the Franken thing? Because he's been silent on more. He hasn't I know said he shit went on Twitter more. and started talking shit. Yeah, he said something. Th- and and I, uh, the Dollop is another podcast I listen to. They just did a two part episode, probably three hours, on just Donald Trump's life. Oh, God. And oh, God. It is like most of the stuff I had heard, but just hearing it strung oh. along, it just paints a picture of this man who has done whatever he wants for his entire life and has never been told no. And whether that's shoving his hand up a woman's skirt on a plane next to him or, you know, calling somebody a liar with absolutely no foundation, nobody fucking tells this guy no. And that's how we have him as president. But so he goes on and says, and he's been silent on more, hasn't said shit about it. He goes on Twitter and he tries to call him, um, Frankenstein, but he spells Frankenstein wrong, so it's like Frankenstein, <laughs> which is excellent. And a, I think he was just doing a nod to my favorite movie, Young Frankenstein. You don't get that <laughs> reference, do you? I know it exists. <laughs> it's, he's he's the grandson, and he says his name is pronounced Frankenstein because oh, he doesn't want to yeah. be a... It's not... It'll be on our list of movies. Yes. Um, And he says, Senator Frankenstein... <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Um, that picture was awful. What happened in pictures three, four, five, six, which... I don't which know, don't dude. exist, but which he's a, saying don't exist, and come and out. B, dude, you shoved your hand up at least two women's skirts that I and know we do about have video of off you the top talk. of my head. Like how fucking, da- like how fucking dare he try to take the moral high ground on this? Like you motherfucker! Like what? We have video how? of you bragging about this. How stuff. is this? How? 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 Again, another reason in the side of don't resign, Al Franken, because. You can take the moral high ground. The other side's not. But don't you think resigning is like, you're right, I fucked up. I was caught. I'm taking my my 
Which again, if if everyone was doing that and held to that same standard, that's a different issue. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think Democrats would do it. And if he decided that was what's best for everyone, but that's to, a, like you said, be the sacrificial lamb. Right. But it's not going to happen for the other side. Yeah. And then what good does it do? Yes, you're. that's a good point. Um, just in like looking at it as politics. Why do the rules always have to be broken or the norms and traditions have to be broken by the Republicans, but if Democrats even get close to it, right. like, it's a big, giant shitstorm. But, and I get, like, this whole thing that's happening with all these people from Hollywood and comedy and, like, the Louis C.K. thing also sucked. Um, that's been, like, I've even heard whispers of that. I think that's been, like, in the rumor mill for mm-hmm. a few years that Louis C.K.'s been a shadester. Um, but I lost my train of thought oh oh so it's going on all over the place in every realm of of industry we can think of and i'm like oh when's it gonna like trickle up but it has like women have already accused donald trump of assault and they've been just dismissed out of hand Mm -hmm. so like i guess I'm glad like the Weinsteins of the world are getting knocked down. But when we still have a man who has been accused and admitted sexual assault, what's like, what, what's the point? What are, what are we even doing here? If like we're holding the doubliest of double standards. I've, I feel like I've heard in the past week more calls for that Bill Clinton should have resigned. Yeah, that was but um, not Donald Trump. Yeah. Gillibrand said that she did. Do you, what do you think about that? I don't care. Say it now all you want. doesn't make a difference. But do you agree? Are we talking about the accusations or like the Monica Lewinsky stuff? I don't know. I mean... Because the Monica Lewinsky thing, we could call it unethical, but yeah. it was consensual and she yes. said as much. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about the accusations, to be honest, I, was, I never followed it no, because I, I was too either. young when it was happening. Yeah. And so whatever. Now it's like, now it's never, I never had to look into that. Yeah. So, so I don't know. But, again, if he had to resign or we go back in time and say he should have had to resign because of this stuff, Mm -hmm. how come that doesn't apply now to Trump? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I want to go to uh, Roy Moore since we touched on him already. Bad choice of words. (laughs) So he had a press conference yesterday that was meant to show that he has support among a bunch of conservative Christians and I think one rabbi. And here's the thing. <laughs> cool. So a bunch of conservatives got together to hold this press conference for him. And, like, I'm watching video of that. Like, they're not helping him. Because what do you do if you're Roy Moore and you want to show, like, no, you should trust me and you should support me because uh, I don't care about these accusations. Here's why you should support me. You would want to get the most credible people you could find, mm-hmm. like, who have some moral authority, who can get up there and say, Uh, I would take these accusations very seriously. However, I've known Roy Moore for a very long time and whatever. I don't think he's capable of doing any of this, whatever. Yeah. That, that might be what you would have. Instead, he had people that are like the worst of the right wing extremist advocates. But that's the thing is they think that they're moral authorities. They, they do. Uh, you had Flip Benham, who is this anti-gay... I'm sorry, what Flip. is that name again? Flip. Flip Benham? You had Alan Keyes, the guy who ran against Obama for the Senate way back when, who is like just the... He's like the, the black guy who thinks uh, any political correctness that 
is good for black people is bad. Cool. Uh, really Gordon true. Klingenschmidt. They had activist mommy. <laughs> I mean, these names from are the too internet. much. They had uh, a rabbi who said during this press conference, he denounced the, quote, abomination of marriage equality and, quote, homosexualist gay terrorism and blackmail. <laughs> yep. That just kept going. <laughs> oh, he, still, he also bashed the, quote, anti-God Republicans like McCain and Romney. Really? Anti-God? Um, like, mm-hmm. And then he said, we need Judge Moore to stand up to the LGBT transgender mafia, <laughs> which legislates sins that the Bible brands abomination into public policy, thereby advancing laws that result in stank- state-sanctioned oh, abuse of children and adults alike. Can so the LGBT tweet me to remind me to make a cross-stitch that says, <laughs> what was it? LGBT, LGBT transgender trans- mafia. They're blaming <laughs> that mafia... <laughs> So for hurting children while the accused pedophile stands Literally a foot away from children. them. Yeah. What a monster. Like, I know it's not funny, but like yeah. the hypocrisy is fucking flagrant. Yeah. It's incredible. They're blaming transgender people for assault while the guy who's hitting on 14-year-olds is right next to them. That's exactly... Okay, this is what I yell about week after week about they talk about protecting kids and they talk about protecting women and then women or kids come forward and they're like, I was assaulted. They're like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're... (laughs) I'm trying to talk here. Yeah. Alan Keyes, later on after the press conference, he's talking to reporters and by talking, I mean just yelling at everyone in his vicinity. He says something like... uh, we will not let you strip him of his personal rights, of his personhood, the way you've stripped our unborn children. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. These people care more about fetuses than 14-year-old victims. Wait, can you... Wait, let's, yeah. bre- let's, let's break that they down. They don't want you to, like, attack Roy Moore and, like, say no, he... No, they said strip away his rights. Yeah, the way Which his right to... Uh, I don't know, Run pedo- for office? I don't... He has a right to run. We're just saying don't win or leave. That's the thing. Like, they always yell about rights when they're like, but I can't literally do or say anything I want without fear of repercussion. (laughs) How dare you? That's my freedom. We're going to get to another story about that, about what you could say and not say. Oh, I have one Um, like that, too. (laughs) But yeah, it's... If you're bringing together, like, character witnesses, don't find the worst human beings you could think of and say, these people will convince you to vote for me. Like, you're basically marginalizing yourself to the handful of people, and it's a big handful, but a handful of people who take these people seriously. Yeah. Which, I, they were already voting for Roy Moore. They're not your problem. Right. I was <laughs> watching some MSNBC show, and a conservative commentator was on. She was like, most people do not approve, like, most Christians would never approve of what Roy Moore has done. And the host is like, I'm going to pause you right there, because... We've got tape <laughs> of, like, people who are like, yeah, I like his good Christian's values. Uh-huh. That's my Alabama accent. Nice. It wasn't my best. Um, but it's, it's fucking gross is what it is. <laughs> like, this is, it's gross. I hate everything. I know. There's uh, Brian Fisher, another right-wing activist. He made the argument that I've only really heard in Jehovah's Witness circles oh. that we should not take the accusers seriously. Oh, the two because witnesses? Because you have to have two witnesses, yeah. And the argument here is that according to the Bible or some verse that he cherry-picked out, uh, you should only take accusations of assault seriously if there were two witnesses, which is weird because the one witness is the victim <laughs> and the other is who? Who's watching you get assaulted? Because the, the assaulter, assaulter is not going to fess up to this. 
And so apparently you need an audience member when you're assaulted if you want anyone to take you seriously, which doesn't happen. And by the way, the five accusers, he said, they have no other witnesses. Yeah, because Roy Moore picked them up and drove away somewhere with them. What is that? Like, the the goalpost moving is so upsetting of like, oh, you... Somebody accused him, but it's anonymous, so we can't take it seriously. Like, oh, somebody accused it, but it was forty years ago, so we can't take it seriously. Oh, somebody accused him, but nobody else was there. How do we know if she's not lying? Like, mm-hmm. as it, by the way, I'll, these people want you to take the Bible seriously, even <laughs> though. But also, they even though no one was there to witness all the right. stuff happening. God, was God there. spoke to Moses. Who heard it? Like, no, he didn't have an audience for that one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. Really, really, really sick of white dudes ruining everything all the time. <laughs> Sorry, white dudes. Like, get your act together <laughs> as a do, collective. Do you want to go to a happy story? Yes. Okay. There, two years ago in Australia, there was this Christian couple, Nick and Sarah Jensen. I have an Australian story, too. Oh, good. They made this proclamation that if Australia <gasps> oh, yes! ever got marriage equality... Well, gay people are going to ruin straight marriage. Yeah. And so they said, if if we pass marriage equality in this country, we're going to get divorced. <laughs> Why? Because we somehow someone has to show that gay marriage would hurt us. Oh, my God. So they're God, like, we're totally going to get divorced. And it was dumb. Like, they were on the cover of some magazine because I think the magazine's like, you guys are dumb. Want to be on the cover? Oh, brother. They're like, yes. And so, so we... <laughs> And here's the thing. They said we were going to get divorced, but we're still going to live together and we're still going to like do everything as a family. Oh, we might have more kids, too. But on paper, we're going to get divorced. Were they trying to prove that like marriage doesn't mean anything and like gay people can just live together? Well, if gay people can get married, marriage has no use anymore. Therefore, we might as well just get divorced because the world's over. Um, but the funny thing is Australian it's law astounding. Australian law says you can't get divorced unless you've been separated for like a year and things like that and you don't live apart and there's no hope for you to get back to get like you tried to reconcile but and you, you decided not to. Oh, okay. Um so they said like if there's any reason for us to think you're gonna live together again or you're gonna get back together, we're not granting you the divorce. All right, Australia. So Australia <laughs> has put down uh, Yep. But they have that rule, which means even if they wanted to get divorced, right. they couldn't have gotten divorced. But now, now that that postal plebiscite is over and like 60 some percent of Australians said we want marriage equality mm-hmm. and the prime minister says, prime minister says we're going to get this done by Christmas. Yeah. Congrats, guys. So I mean, great. I believe it when I see it. Yeah. No offense. But that Australia, sounds but... It sounds like overwhelming support for it. Right. So this lawyer comes in and he's like Michael Tice. And he says, oh, by the way, we haven't forgotten about you, the Jensen's. I will help you got, I'll, for, for free, pro bono. I'll help you Why with your free? divorce. Charge him. His time is valuable. <laughs> Just so they take him seriously. <laughs> um, so he's saying, I will be of assistance to all of you because I have plenty of experience with family law. And so I'll help you get that divorce that you promised you would do all that time ago. Like, I think he's just trolling them, but man, oh it's good. Oh, my God. That's, it's so much. Um, I have one that's, it's somber, but it's kind of okay. outrageously funny also. Um, so thanks to Simon, who um, is a Facebook friend of mine from Australia. Yeah. So this is another Australian uh, story. Uh, um, so in um, so in Australia, during a New South Wales parliament debate, they were debating um, voluntary assisted 
dying laws okay. and whether or not that should be become law. And so there is a gentleman named Reverend Fred Nile, and he was talking about example. He was arguing against it because he's anti whatever. Yeah. So what he said, um, he had read case studies from the U- the United States of Oregon whose laws proposed legislation. Uh, so they, so they're basing their laws loosely on Oregon. Um, and what he said is, quote, in a published and certified incident, incident, a patient signed a consent form that she wanted lethal injection from her doctor to terminate her life. The relatives came in to watch her die, and the patient then said to her doctor, no, I've changed my mind. I don't want to die. The doctor said, but you have signed a consent form. She said, no. The doctor said to her relatives, will you hold her down while I give her the lethal injection? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> um, the uh, This is Nationals MP, member of parliament. Is Nationals the party? Uh, I assume it's not the baseball team. I don't know. Sorry, Australia. I'm doing my best. <laughs> said, quote, it is... It is baffling that we cannot find this case. It's nowhere to be found <laughs> in Oregon history. Uh-huh. Um, so it turns out. Um, oh, he and Khan also said that. Uh, Do under you know how many like obstacles you have in place for assisted suicide like yeah. laws? Like so does Khan. You have to overcome so many hurdles mm-hmm. to get this thing done. And if you if there's any reason for anyone to think you don't want it done. Then it stops. Right. Like, they're not going to put you, go through with it. So, uh, what Khan said was, if what Reverend Niles describes as, happen, as having happened in Oregon did happen, it was not assisted an assisted dying case, but a murder. Yeah. The doctor might as well have grabbed an axe from the corridor <laughs> and bludgeoned the patient to death as they were held down in the bed because that was... That was what it was, a simple first-degree murder in American context, which nice. is just very, very fun. Um, and he also said that Mr. Niles' story is, quote, not the quality of evidence we should be re- relying upon to make decisions. Uh-huh. So I did find out um, that he, m- given him the greatest benefit of all the benefits of doubt, he misunder- he deeply misunderstood a story from the Netherlands. Okay. That what actually happened was um, there's an elderly dementia patient who had said that, who had gone through the channels, expressed a wish to die, Yeah. quote, when the time was right, and medical and family and everybody decided that it was, and she, like, struggled slightly to be sedated, which is still, like, fucking dramatic and horrifying, but it's not somebody, like, looking their doctor in the eye being like, no, I do not want to die. The doctor being like, stab, stab, stab. (laughs) Um, So, and that doctor, I think it's worth noting, in the Netherlands was investigated and cleared, having been found to have acted in good faith. So, so, I mean, it's definitely gray, but it's certainly (laughs) not this, like... I feel like I've heard those type of rumors when it comes to abortion, too. Where it's like, this woman didn't really want to have an abortion, but Planned Parenthood wanted the fetus or something. Um, So uh, Reverend Nile said that he had not intended to use the story in his contribution to the the debate, but, quote, Uh whether God prompted me, I got on a full... A full-blown visual of that report, so just started quoting it from memory. He said, uh-huh. I, I probably should have had it in front of me. Yeah. Which is shit think? I say on this dumb podcast, not when I'm arguing laws <laughs> for a country. Anyway, <sighs> so, like, yeah, it's just a lot to be fucking dealing with so right now. So what happened to that law? Now I'm curious. It failed. Did um, it? Close margin, though. Wait, I wrote it down. Uh, the bill is defeated 20 votes to 19. Ugh. So it's Thursday night, so... 
So more people get to suffer. Yeah, no, it's super chill of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the guy was Catholic. Did I mention that? That makes sense. Yep. What else you got? I got one for you. So here's a question. Is Donald Trump... A monster. Yes. Yes. Pro-life or good for the pro-life movement? In big quote hands. Is he good for the pro-life movement? I would say it's a trick question. He's good for nothing and no one. That is also correct. <laughs> a good, okay, wait. Good for the pro-life movement. Yeah. I would say yes, because he continues to appoint people who would like to... I, I don't I don't think Donald Trump is smart enough to have a strong, strong opinion in one way or the other. I think he repeats what people tell him, and the people around him tell him that fetuses are full-blown humans. Right. And I think... I think you're right that he'll just listen to his people for he doesn't care about the issue, but right. he'll listen to people around him. Yeah. But he's appointed a lot of judicial candidates on high benches who have lifetime appointments who are very anti-abortion. And that's mm-hmm. not good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but one professor, Charles uh, Camosi, he's a professor at Fordham. He is anti-abortion. Where's Fordham? Um, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Kamosi, who's written a lot about like abortion issues, uh-huh. says, "Yeah, in the short term, Donald Trump is really good because he's basically listening to Mike Pence and Kellyanne Conway, who are both anti-abortion." It's in New York. Um, he's That's said he'll sign a bill to ban twenty-week abortions and defund Planned Parenthood, things like that. These are all things pro-lifers want. Mm -hmm. So he's good on this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. he's doing things that other Republican uh, presidents have not done because they realized it would be horrible policy. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, he says, is pro-life, in big quote hands, like, label, doesn't really apply because on every other issue of life, he's horrible. So things like... Nuclear escalations. No, that's you know not what? good for no. life. Wait, who's this guy who's talking? Is he, is he conservative? He's, he is. Is he self-proclaimed pro-life? Yes. Okay. I know what you're about to say, and okay. I'm going to say fuck right off with that. Uh-huh. Do not pretend that pr- most pro-life people are super into making sure everybody has affordable health care and the water yeah. is clean and we don't get fucking bombed by nukes. Fuck you, dude. Like, do not act like you pro-lifers have the have the moral high ground when it's pro-choicers who are like, hey, we just want to reduce the number of abortions. We just don't want to fucking ban it. And also, yeah, I would like to make sure that p- the reason people get abortions isn't because they can't fucking afford to have another mouth fe- mouth defeat or can't work and support a child at the same time. So fuck right off with your moral superiority, you motherfucker. Very good. So he said, Kamosi said, yeah, Trump is upping the nuclear escalation. He's not welcoming refugees. He's hurting health care. All this is bad for uh, pro-life anything. Um, And again, most pro-lifers, I would say, don't want that stuff. They're on the side of Trump and... Like they they want to see healthcare ruined. They want to see immigrants oh, like this locked is out. Fucking but here's here's where Kamosi made a point that actually made some sense. He said, if we can whatever we can enjoy the fruits of whatever Trump is doing right now because it's good for the cause of if you hate abortion, then he's good for you. But he said, in the long term, Trump is such a horrible human being in so many other ways that. Like, just mentioning his name stirs up so much, like, emotions Not me. in people. Oh, he does. He does. <laughs> that for the next several generations, someone else is going to be in power eventually. 
And pro-lifers are now going to have to contend with the idea that, oh, you support Trump yeah. and everything he does. Yeah, it's almost like the entire GOP sold their fucking soul for yep. the White House. And so in the long term, more people are going to be turned off, Kamosi said, to the pro-life cause because of Trump. And so you can enjoy yeah. the judicial appointments now, but in the long term, this is going to hurt us, he I said, to his people. I don't think that's people. true. You don't? No. Because? I, I think that the kind of people who voted for Trump for this reason don't give a fuck about anything else. And they, if they voted for Trump because he's quote-unquote pro-choice, or pro-life, rather, then they will vote for fucking anybody who toes that same line. I think to Roy to Moore. act like people are... What? Roy Moore. Yeah. to act, Yes. To act like people who voted for Trump because they thought he would be good for pro-life issues while understanding that he was going to gut Medicare, especially people who were relying on Medicare and Medicaid still voted for him because, because they were single issue voters. It's fucking garbage. I think it's dumb and naive to pretend that all of a sudden these people are going to find all this fucking nuance because I'll tell you what, the kind of people who voted for Trump still support him. I mm-hmm. saw. I read an article a couple uh, last week, maybe, of a guy had driven around and was taking pictures of people with their like homemade Trump signs. Okay. So like they would like paint the side of their barn or their truck or like make whatever. And with uh, and he said, you know, a year, you know, a year after the election, how do you think he's doing? And w- there was like one B minus, and everybody else was A's. Like they still think he's doing a great job. So no, dude, like don't. You can't have it both ways. You can't pretend that, like, oh, I'm a Republican, but I'm not that kind of Republican. Because you yoked yourself to him. The Republican Party has yoked themselves to Trump. And sorry, that's who you guys are now. Yep. Deal with it. I hope it hurts them. I don't know that it will, but let's hope. Um, I have two more. Yeah, go for it. I'm mad. Uh, oh, okay. Here's one that will give me good shock and fruit. <laughs> Uh, so, have you heard of somebody named Wes Goodman? Go on. He is a Republican. Um, oh, yes. He's a state legislator in Ohio, married to a woman, um, known for his anti-LGBTQ uh, stances. Okay. And Hammond, he just resigned. Why did he resign? Because he was fucking men in his office. That makes sense. So <laughs> that happened. Was. So how um how so was he was he he resigned? He resigned. Did he resign because he was having an affair or did he resign because it was an affair with a guy or because it was in his office? What's um, the bigger issue here? He cited inappropriate conduct. So I okay, there are a few points that I really do want to make want to make yeah. clear is that from all accounts it was a consensual relationship. Okay. So, so there's that. So there's one bright side in this clusterfuck. Um, so he was having. So this anti-LGBTQ gentleman was not just like picking up sex workers on the side. From what I can tell, and uh, you know, I shouldn't say that. I don't know how he, who this man was, whether he was in a relationship with him or it was like a, you know, a sex worker or mm-hmm. whatever that he brought to his office. But this motherfucker was known. For being anti-gay, so that's... They always are. They always are. Time after time, we see this. The um, more anti-gay they are, the more, like... Ugh. Yeah, so... Um, the more likely they are to be caught in this sort of affair. House Speaker Cliff Rosenberg, who's a Republican as well, uh, said he spoke to Goodman after learning about the allegations. Um, 
and he admitted to having consensual sex with a man. Uh, Rosenberger said he was alerted to details yesterday afternoon involving uh, inappropriate behavior, blah, blah, blah. I met with him later in that day where he acknowledged and confirmed the allegations. It became clear that his resignation was the most appropriate course of action for him, his family, and the constituents, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm going to read... I just want to get your hot take on what Goodman's take was. Yeah. First of all, uh, his slogan was Christian, American, conservative, Republican. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, quote, we all bring our struggles and our own trials into public life. That has been true for me, and I sincerely regret that my actions and choices have kept me from serving my constituents and our state in a way that reflects the best ideals of public service. For those whom I have left down, left let down i'm sorry as i move on to the next chapter of my life i sincerely ask for privacy for myself my family and my friends what does he think he did wrong is it that again back to the same question is the problem that he was with a guy or the problem is that he was doing this in the office because if he did it like at his home somehow like would he still be resigning i mean so ni- and he- neither his nor Rosenberger's statements did they... They just said inappropriate conduct. Uh-huh. So maybe they don't differentiate the two. Maybe it's not important to them to like put a finger on which was bad. Like if like he if was he, with a woman in his office... I mean, I think if he'd gotten caught with a woman in his, offi- in his office, I would... Probably resign too. Yeah, right? Because that's fucked. And like it's one thing to have an affair, but to do it in your office <laughs> when you're a state representative, like... Get a Motel 6, dude. Okay, so if he was caught in the Motel 6 with a guy, then does he resign? I mean, probably only because of his anti-gay stances. Yeah, so he's known hypocrite now. Yeah, you can't... Like, how do you, re- how do you recover from that? Yeah. Is it know. is it one of those, like, I'm... Like, oh, I'm not gay. I just like fucking men kinds of things that you because you hear that sort of like mental gymnastics of like, oh, I'm not a gay. I just (laughs) like fucking dudes. That's not the same thing. Or like, I'm not gay because I don't give head. I just get head. Sorry, kids are listening. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that was a. uh, Well, he's out now. Yeah. So later, dude. See you never. Uh, Here's one for you. a Muslim Barbie is now a thing. Oh, with it's the... It's based on a, uh, with a burka, Olympian. Right? Yes, and it has a burqa. Um, so the question is, this is based on an, Olymp- uh, um, an American Olympic fencer, mm-hmm. uh, Ibtihaj Muhammad. They were building the Barbie doll to model after her. Right. She wears a hijab, so the Barbie has a hijab. So the question is, okay... Fine, cool that you have a Muslim Barbie, but should she have a hijab? Because isn't that oppressive? And doesn't that suggest that, uh, I don't know, Muslim women should be wearing it or that if they don't wear it, there's a problem? Do you think that or are you just throwing that out there? I could care less either way. Are people, Uh, I guess, are, are you reflecting commentary that you've heard? Yeah. Um, David McAfee, who writes for Friendly Atheist, he basically put something out there, which is to say, we can have debates over the hijab and whether it's good or bad for women, for Muslim women, Mm -hmm. um, because while American Muslims more or less have the choice of whether to wear it or not, not all Muslim women have that choice. And so... I think it's debatable whether American Muslim women have that choice, because that's painting a you know, the uh, like technically they all have the choice, but when you look at like individual <laughs> the communities pressure or is families, there, sure. So then the question is like in 
in her case, in the case of the fencer, uh-huh. well, she chooses to wear it. She's right. said that, I think, in different interviews. And if again, if you're going to make a doll about her, then have it, because right. that why wouldn't you? Um, so I don't think Barbie and the people behind it are to blame mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, again, I, I don't think the debate over whether or not a woman, woman should wear a hijab has anything to do with this Barbie. I don't think so either. Um, so... I don't know. Some people were freaking out because they're like, this is ugh, crazy. People are like, we're spreading Sharia. No, this is. Oh, no. Wait, I'm so. Is there this are some people who people think. People in our community or no. like Christians? I don't even know Christians. I think there's some people who see this Barbie doll with a hijab and they're like, suge- they are acting like Mattel is telling women who are Muslim, like, you have to wear it, or that there's something right about the hijab. Hammond, you know I love to get mad about shit, but that is the most absurd reading of that entire fucking yep. situation. So, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, I don't, I'm not getting worked up over it. Yeah. Um, I do have one more for you that's somewhat of a happier story. Yeah, I have one more, too. it's just funny. I feel like we have the same one. We might. What state does this take place in? I don't know. It's Jim Baker. Oh. Jim no, Baker, the televangelist. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> whose show is still going for some reason. Mm. He said, and I quote, they outlawed Merry Christmas a few years ago. Sure did. Uh, he said, you couldn't even say Merry Christmas at Walmart. Nope. And the Walmart greeters told me they weren't allowed to say it, but we all started writing. And what did we do? We changed it. So We rich. changed it. We all worked together. You don't have to lay down for it. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> You're so brave, Jim Baker. Oh, my God. When does... You're the real hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, who is he writing to? Santa? Like He's writing to... Sir Walmart. Yeah. Sam Walton. <laughs> I know who Sam Walton is, you yes. guys. You don't have to write me. So who is what when was it outlawed? There's a difference between a company that says, hey, we serve a diverse <laughs> clientele here, so maybe happy holidays is a better way to greet people, I, versus you're gonna get a ticket and be put in jail for saying Merry Christmas, which is what he made it sound like. That, like, okay. <laughs> It happens every year. Like, it happened, what, four years ago that What's-Her-Face said, like, Santa is white. Like, oh, yeah, Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly. Like, watching conservatives, like, get so in a tizzy about dumb, arbitrary shit. <laughs> about, like, which everything we know about Christmas basically was invented by the fucking Coca-Cola company. So, like, <laughs> let's not pretend that the baby Jesus really cares about whether Santa is white or black. Um, this is one of those, like, those things that I will, like, read internet arguments about a lot, because I read, like, on, like, an NBC News Chicago type thing. I just like to read the comments, because what, at some point, somebody wrote, like, really the most reasonable thing, uh, like, the reasonable stance on it that I can think of is, well, if I'm a company... I don't want to assume that the person in front of me or any people who shop here are of a, are celebrating Christmas. But I do know that Christmas is coming, Hanukkah is around now, right. um, and certainly New Year's is coming, right? So if nothing else, New Year's is coming. So do, isn't it sort of gentler and kinder and like more accepting to say like, happy holidays and if they say merry christmas great and if they don't celebrate christmas that's fine but like how is happy holidays not okay because it means the same fucking thing because and you're not people, treating like, christians jump as down special. this woman's throat just to, like they're hemant they're so mad about it <laughs> and it like just like i 
I don't miss Bill O'Reilly and I hate him, but God, he got so riled up around Christmas and the war on <laughs> Christmas. And oh, I'm so, like, w- w- imagine a life, <laughs> imagine a life where the biggest thing that you got riled up on is that this holiday, which you and the majority of the company's country celebrates, everybody has the day off for every an entire economy is based around it but if that target checkout woman doesn't fucking say christmas to your face you're <laughs> being oppressed yes it's just i wish i had that lack of problems oh my god it i it just fills me with such glee because they have the same amount of rage i have <laughs> about like women dying because of a lack of access to health care, but they have that same, like, spitfire <laughs> anger about, like, the words Merry Christmas. Yep. And, like... And by the way, they say Merry Christmas at pretty much every store I go to. Do they? I don't, yeah, and it's I don't fine. Know I don't or care. care. I don't care. Like, if somebody went... It's just fucking they dumb. didn't outline. Okay, so um, I, I, um, do yes. I have the last one then? Please. Do, while I'm talking, first listen to me and be engaged, but also think of your happy thing. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. And you, have, you owe me I two this you. week. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so uh, a woman in Texas uh, has been arrested. Um, so she was arrested on a previously outstanding warrant that she wasn't aware of, but... She was brought into the the spotlight because she has a big white pickup truck in Texas that says, um, like, you know, those big stickers that go in, like, the back windows. A lot of times you'll see, like, an eagle or, like, a Confederate flag back there. Um, Fuck Trump and fuck you for voting for him. (laughs) And, Lord, I love it so much. Um, So, so essentially what happened... So this woman eventually got arrested. But a lot of people are calling out this sheriff. So his name is uh, Sheriff Troy E. Nels, N-E-H-L-S, Nels. Um, he put up a... Don't touch Sorry. my feet with your feet. Your he feet p- are in my way. They're on my chair. Um, I was stretching. I hate it. Um, he said that he has received numerous calls regarding the offensive display in this truck as as it is often seen, seen along FM 369. I don't know what that means. The road. FM? Firm migratory. <laughs> Never heard of it. If you if you know who owns a truck or it is yours, I would like to discuss it with you. This is on his Facebook page. <laughs> Our prosecutors informed us that she would ex- she would accept disorderly conduct charges regarding it, but I feel we can come to an agreement regarding a modification to it. Uh huh. And so a lot of people are like, you can't do like you can't post pictures of somebody's truck as an authority figure right. and like call them out in public that's really fucked it's like a weird official form of doxing yeah that's exactly right um so a lot of people kind of uh, are flipping out about it she is in jail but um she i lost my spot um i don't remember what she's actually i think the aclu got involved in that too right yeah, saying they like did. no you can't do this and to the whoever owns the truck get in touch with us oh also she has a really lovely <laughs> Like, this is a woman after my own heart, because she said she's been repeatedly stopped by law enforcement while driving driving the truck and re- received negative reactions, quote, particularly from older white men. <laughs> 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 she's living my truth. Nice. Um, so I think it's worth noting that, um, according to uh, something that I read, uh, so profanity is sometimes but not always protected in the First Amendment, uh, 42 
Supreme Court ruled that certain, quote, fighting words, which they said fighting words, but uh, I think fighting words should be on the, the official documents, um, which would tend to incite violence are not protected. Um, but, but 1971, the Supreme Court overturned the conviction of a man who wore a jacket in a courtroom with the words, fuck the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, there's something I really enjoy about sort of this really, yeah, and we talk about a lot that people get more mad about swearing than they do about people being like bigots. And I just think that's this really delightfully funny and sad and weird thing that our society has that they're like, oh, how dare you use the F word or whatever. But like, I don't know, Trump called all Mexicans rapists. So I feel like even though he didn't technically swear, like I'm more uh, more offended by the things he said, I think. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's <laughs> all I have. I like it. Thank you. Are we good? Do you have your happy things? Yeah. Um, here's a happy thing. I read an article that made me smile. That oh, was, uh, I think it was on BuzzFeed, and it was about people who listen to podcasts at way faster. Yes, rates. Jesse Thorne was mad about this. Yeah, the Podfasters. I, which is totally what I do, by the way. Do you really? Yeah, all the time. Seriously, is yeah. it okay? I I'm, might I'm, listen at one point five times the normal speed, maybe one point two if it's one I like. But I'm always going but, faster than usual. But is it a thing of I have more things to listen to than I have time to listen? Yes. Okay. And it's like I'm on a drive and like, eh, these shows are slow. Moving <laughs> along. I get it. I Like, honestly, when I hear that, I think about myself and how quickly I talk. And yeah. Like, can you listen to me at 1.5? <laughs> like, I don't... I don't think you could understand me. Now, I don't go like two times or three times like some of the people they were That's talking to. nightmare fuel. Um, here's the problem with that. I kind of like having some podcasts on in the background sometimes if I'm driving or doing something else uh, because it's a nice, pleasant distraction. Right. But if it's going two to three times the speed, now I got to listen to everything. <laughs> otherwise, I'll miss it. Yeah. But if it's like an interview or something like ours where we're just talking about stuff... It's like, yeah, just, I can uh, forward I, it. I I'll prefer informed debate, but yes. we're talking about stuff uh, But if it's like a, uh, just any interview show or yeah. something where it's like, I'm interested in the interview, but I don't need every question this speed. Oh, I like, see. Like, I'll mean. just speed it up so they talk like more my speed anyway. <laughs> uh -huh. And then it's like, all right, I didn't even know I was on the faster speed. So I, I do that all the time. I have done that a couple times that like I accidentally hit the button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Why are they talking so fast? Like, <laughs> God, did they just do coke in the bathroom before they recorded? And I'm like, no, it's at 1.5 speed. Um, no, see, I kind of have the opposite problem that, like, I have, I used to, I have a weird thing about, like, if I start listening to something, I will continue to listen to it, even if I don't enjoy it as much anymore. Like, I feel obligated to for whatever reason. And about six months ago, I sort of cut that out. I was like, okay, if I don't, if it's been sitting in my queue for three weeks, sure. like, I don't have to listen to a thing I don't want to. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like refill with things that I actually do want to listen to. Yeah. So I always have like my dozen shows or whatever I subscribe to a week. And then like I have something going on in the background and it's usually just like a real, like, you know, going through the back catalog of something. Yep. Um, so I'm always like, always need more, more, yep. more podcasts. Um, my happy thing. Speaking of podcasts. Yeah. Um, so tonight and Sunday, um, I'm going to see my favorite podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, really? They're in Chicago Theater tonight. Nice. So I'm going with my brother and some of our friends. And then for my birthday, 
Kevin is my brother who's on the show, um, got us tickets to the Milwaukee show. Oh, so fun. we're gonna ro- on Sunday. We're gonna road trip up together. <laughs> we're gonna bounce around. If anybody has any um, thoughts of places to go in Milwaukee, uh, shoot me a tweet because we're we're looking for stuff to do just to bounce around. Um, so I'm really psyched about it. That like I fun. really like them and they make me happy and their fans are super nice and chill and I like them. So so yeah. So Is it popular that they could fill up the Chicago theater? They filled up. They had they added a second show. Wow. So they had a show last night and tonight. I don't think they have a third show, but at least the Interesting. two. Yeah. So I'm super stoked. I don't <laughs> think I've seen a podcast live other than like atheist ones that like atheist events. Oh, I've seen a lot. I've yeah. seen my favorite murder twice. I saw the dollop earlier yeah. this year. That was a lot of fun. And then um, Max Fun did very, very fun day oh. um, earlier this year. So I watched like five or so there. That's um, when Ross Blotcher was in town. Oh, okay. I, I think I saw a live ep- taping of uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, but that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Well, and we've kind of been talking, you know, we'll slightly about, about trying to do a live show. And we're just trying to figure out what that would look like. Because, I mean, the ones I've seen, it's literally just, like, two people sitting at a table. Like, will people come and see us just sit at a table? So what do they do at the theater tonight? Sit at a table. Oh, yeah. And, like, they fill the fucking auditorium. They literally have a long table. And they all sit there, and, like, Griffin has his laptop open so he can (laughs) read Yahoo Answers. And it's, that's what they do. And people eat it up. Nice. I love it. I'm psyched about it. Anyway, we'll figure that out. That's awesome. Um, Cool. Well, um... My Twitter is Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Heavens is his name. He was an early adopter <laughs> slash smart. Um, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitch Done. Um, it's been going really well. You can use uh, offer code Atheist for, again, I want to say 15% off, but I did put that in a few weeks ago and forgot. Um, email us, Friendly email Atheist us. Podcast. Haven't heard from you guys. And again, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. We're gonna watch Star Wars. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Is there anything else? I think that's it. Okay. You know what we. Oh, what? yeah. What's our sign off? Bye. Fuck. <laughs>